0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox, and today, Tam Vayu. and it's time for us to grab our cups of coffee or tea and to sit back and relax so that we can tell you all about what is coming up for the month of June. I can't believe it, Tam. How is it already June or tomorrow is June 1st?
1: I don't get it. I say to my husband, "Where did the month go? Every month, where did it go? How are we already in June? I just put away Christmas decorations.
0: I could probably still find Christmas decorations." <laughs> yep. I mean, I I started to put away my winter clothes the other day, and I thought better of it thankfully because this morning I woke up and my house was 56 degrees because we left the bedroom window open. I'm yeah. like, time to put the heat on i'm not waiting until the sun comes out today to warm up my house so i'm like thank god i have my long sleeve shirts and my long pants that i didn't put away because the weather even though it's it doesn't seem like june (laughs) (laughs) which is fine 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 i love this weather universe
1: yeah yeah it's beautiful weather i'm not going to complain everything's good it's just that time really does seem to be speeding up i I swear It's, yeah i think actually there is some science that says we do gain a, a minute or two so i can't remember how that goes but they do say they actually think it's speeding slightly
0: yeah um it, actually earthquakes on the planet have in fact impacted the time the clock with that big japanese earthquake that happened with the tsunami back in yeah, i think it was 2011. No kidding. it uh raced the clock ahead by i think it was 1.8 seconds. Now, that doesn't seem like much, but the whole planet is right. resonating to faster uh-huh. time. So That's fascinating. It, it <clears throat> is fascinating. And of course, we have all kinds of things in our life that are going on. So no, not only personally, but you know, globally. And it seems like every day, there's a new drama or a new trauma going on.
1: Yeah, I, I no. actually, I think that's kind of a good place to start the conversation. Like, I, I'm mm-hmm. actually holding up the energy almanac right here. Um, you know, I'm reminded that we're in 2023 and 2023 20, itself holds the energy of change. Mm-hmm. Um, but 23, the number 23 is uh, um, the it's the royal lion and it's the courage to change the courage to face change. And I feel like we're all needing to lean in on that everywhere. You look there are shifts taking place, whether it's relationships or government or, you know, people passing, I'm, I'm watching people pass like in my circle. Holy moly. It's crazy. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, parents are just dropping. Parents of my friends are just, it's crazy. It seems inordinate number of people that, you know, um, new reports of deaths all the time changes in the air and that is part of 2023 nobody ever said it was going to be easy baked in the cake is the courage to face the change you need huh.
0: well then you're going to love what's coming up this june and into the end of july and it's going to uh, it, it's going to be interesting but first i have a comment from somebody that i want to share with you Pam Zaruba. good morning and good morning julie um, it says, good morning, everyone. Hey, Tam, in the next almanac, it would be really cool to have an extra blank page each month to use as notes for Janet's weekly insights. I have loose notes all over, LOL.
1: This is the, <coughs> this is the 2023 one. Most months have lines. And I, have, yeah, I believe some... I have made that request of my designer already. So, Pam you are on it you can consider yourself futuristic i feel the same way i love to write in my book so for 2023 not every single month has those beautiful lines but many of them yeah do, like this is May. june's
0: this is yep, june
1: let's see june june has no, that's, it
0: yeah june has it on page uh yeah i can't tell what that page is page 86
1: 86
0: yep. yep and then there are smaller chunks of it at you know weekly yes so that might work. But, you know, the thing is the cost of the almanac to produce, right? If you start well, putting in yeah. other pages, that just runs up the...
1: I well. hate to say it, but inflation will affect this year's almanac again. It's I really regret to say that, but it's true. It's, yeah.
0: it's ridiculous uh, the way inflation yeah. is going. But guess what? <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to say it's going to get worse before it gets better or if there is a getting better and then it gets worse. So let's talk about that for a minute, because this really affects everything that we're doing in the month of June, but it really doesn't start until June 10th. And we'll go back everybody and go start with the first, but I think there's this bigger thing going on in the backdrop that we all need to be aware of. And that is Pluto, (laughs) my favorite friend, apparently, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, and Pluto right now sitting at the zero degrees. He didn't move very far into Aquarius back in March. But now he's, in, he's been in retrograde. So he's retrograding and will go back into the sign of Capricorn on June 10th.
1: Yes.
0: Now, here's the thing. What's the first degree he hits as he goes back? And that's the 29th degree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the 29th degree, so there are two karmic degrees, if you will, in the zodiac. The zero degrees where he's sitting has been karmic too. But it is a degree that's full of promise, full of... New ideas and possibilities not yet realized, right? Not yet realized. And we got to remember, Pluto is the death planet. So his process is about death and rebirth or regeneration. So he is in the process of transforming the landscape of whatever sign he's in. Well, now he's moving back into Capricorn and will sit at that 29th degree till late July. And the power of a degree like that is that it is, I heard a great word for it the other day and I had to look up the word, it's effulgent. Say
1: it again? Effulgent.
0: Effulgent. Right, which in my mind meant, okay, full, right? And and overflowing. Um, But it also has an explosive quality to it, like bursting with joy, right? We've heard that saying. So whenever a planet is at the 29th degree, we have this idea of bursting with all of the wisdom and all of the knowledge gathered through the entire sign. Now, when Pluto first moved into Capricorn in 2008, literally the economy started tanking. Right. The mortgage crisis, the banking crisis, corporation after corporation breaking down, blah, blah, blah. Then we had covid and it starts even breaking down systems. And I mean, everything about (laughs) that, that 15 years or so has been about breakdown. And now we come to a point where the the breakdown is. Effulgent right now, Mm -hmm. now we're now we're seeing where we cannot go forward until we work through the things that uh, like the economy that tanked yeah so it'll be an interesting time and it does this twice right from june 10th until the end of july but then again in the fall into the beginning of the year yep. before he moves back into uh Capricorn or uh, aquarius, aquarius again yep. and that won't be until what late january early february i can't remember the exact date mm-hmm. so uh, so this process of this effulgent breakdown is leading us to the regenerative energies of Aquarius.
1: And yes, so a a exciting, um, right? To yep. to me and let, let's talk Capricorn. Everything from big business, government, uh, institutional-sized corporations, military. Healthcare, everything, all that stuff,
0: education,
1: fresh everything. eyes, a new look, a rebirth of those because, hey, maybe we haven't done it so good in the past. And I get really excited about this. I do not mind the Plutonian areas of life that we have to address. I, address. I don't mind this at all. It's going to be super interesting to see what happens. Um, <laughs> I think the last eclipse that we had, um, yes, the eclipse that we had in Scorpio, was so powerful and pluto ruling scorpio of course we can't deny the power of astrology for all the people who poo poo astrology i have a (laughs) list that i want to share with them of how powerful this stuff is so let's see what unfolds around big business and and um our world Yeah,
0: our world governments, you're right, everything that is systematized, or categorized, or institutionalized is what is changing. And it's so funny, because I was just complaining loudly, I might add to my husband this morning, because uh, my favorite astrology program, so I went to, to print up a chart for us to use today. And yesterday when I printed it up, one up, it printed up nicely, right? I set the settings so that I could have it on the whole page. So I could see the whole thing this morning. I went to do the same darn thing and it wouldn't do it. No matter what I set the percentage at, it wouldn't get any bigger. So it turns out to be this, I threw it across the room because I was pissed. Um, It turns out to be this little teeny tiny part of the page that this, no matter what, and no settings have been changed. Nothing has been changed, but somehow everything has changed. Everything is (laughs) so frustrating. The more
1: things change, the more they stay the same.
0: Right. And right now it's chaos because all these things, we cannot depend on things anymore.
1: No, I think that's, I, you know what? I don't know about you, but technology has been straight up strange for at least a month. It's like the mercury retrograde never ended today. I read an email that I wrote yesterday and I didn't, I didn't write it. I did voice. I did dictation on my computer. Yeah. It basically wrote a, th- a sentence three different ways and wrote it three different times in the one email that I was writing. And I made the mistake of just sending the email. It read like I had, like I was a second grader. <laughs> like, wow. Well, I a, should have put my glasses on before I sent it. And, uh, B should always double check before I anyway. Right. Yeah, and you're we right, it, is, it's,
0: it's, Don't it <laughs> is like Mercury retrograde, like because I think that's a due to, to zero Aquarius Pluto. Technology oh, yeah. is in is big on the scope at the moment. Just look at uh, let's see, March 23rd, was it that Pluto moved into Aquarius? Just look at the blossoming of AI in just oh, that this yes. couple of months since then. It is, it blows me away every time I think about it. Yep.
1: You are mm. that's a good point. Wow.
0: Right. Wow, it gives us wow, an wow. inroad, right? That Pluto, that first like brush with Pluto into Aquarius has brought us this gigantic jump leap into AI, and literally everybody's into it. Everybody. I,
1: I think you are absolutely right. That is an observation I hadn't made. I love that.
0: Right. It's new and exciting right now. Yeah. But the next pass when we get back to zero degrees again, now we're going to start to see what might be some of the problems with
1: that. Totally. Totally. I actually don't love AI. I have put off going there, but I know a lot of people are using it.
0: I know I played with it, uh, to write an article. I typed in literally, uh, Jupiter at gate 27 in human design. And then I told it to write me a medium paper and OMG, it did. And then I was like, that's crazy. Now, where does plagiarism come in? Where did it get all that information? Well, the idea is you're supposed to go back in and re, you know, write it or add to it and things like that. So it's really fascinating. It's potential. But the potential for problems is even worse because somebody could just take a a paper, send it on out. Yep. Yep. Is it true? Are the facts straight? Does it make sense? So we have to we have to watch that. All right. June 1st. I mean, like we, we leap right in to June (laughs) with Jupiter at the North node, Jupiter North node conjunction.
1: Oh, I didn't have that. Oh my.
0: Right. I had to go back. I went back to, um, when I did the astrology workshop for 2023 and I went, oh my gosh. Um, I knew Jupiter, I could see it on the chart that they were coming closer together. And tomorrow, Jupiter is conjunct the North node wow. and in Taurus, right? Yep. So remember the nodes, they shift backwards through a sign Yep. and Jupiter's going forward. So we have a convergence of the two of them, one coming from the higher degrees and the other one moving to the higher degrees. And I, in a human design, we see it at gate 27. And I prefer to look at it that way. And then um, you can kind of add your two cents in here too about this, but the gate 27 is called the gate of accountability in quantum mm. human design. And I really like that because it, it the idea is behind 27 is that it's about nurturing oneself and nurturing others,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but without smother mothering, right? So we want to be able to lift people up to help them to help themselves. That's the accountability piece. And we can do that in many different ways, right? We can, you know, look at, if if we took a big global thing, like homelessness, mm. right? That's a big thing. How do we, you know, we could feed them, we could build houses for them, but how do we help them to help themselves? That's the accountability right. piece. But right. we don't want to not feed them or not clothe them or help them. We, we That's the opposite end of the gate in the negative shadow part of it but we don't want to smother mother them either. So in our own personal lives, that's one of the lessons that we are learning with Jupiter coming together to the North node is how do we take care of ourselves?
1: Interesting. And that's from the human design perspective. Now my brain, you know, my limited knowledge compared to yours would look at Jupiter in Taurus conjunct the north node also in Taurus retrograde like some kind of maybe internalizing you could say like self-worth issues right Mm -hmm. yep which was value 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 yeah like what you're talking about there as well as I'm wondering about maybe some feeling of hope or optimism in uh, resources
0: could be that too right? We have lots of themes that we can choose from. Here's another big one from Taurus is simplicity.
1: Mm, I love that. Yes.
0: Good call. Decomplexifying or simplifying our lives.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. Right. The simplest is usually the best. Why do we have to build system on system on system, they become redundant, they become super baggage filled (laughs) And simple is usually best, so we have yeah. that theme as well.
1: I really forget to connect uh, Taurus with simplifying, uh, and maybe yeah. that's why I'm so good at it. I always thought it was my Virgo ness, but it's probably my Taurus moon.
0: It's uh, all the Earth signs. The, the, all the Earth signs are going to, in some qual- in some way, have that quality of, you know, simplification. But Taurus really holds that. Yep. And uh, because you know, when you think about Taurus, it's the first Earth sign. Yes so it's down to the earth, it's grounded to the earth, and it's choosing uh, the simple joys and pleasures of life. It's sensual, right? All the senses. And in a way, um, our world has gotten so beyond the senses, right? Because now we're in this fake world, a lot of times, kids disappearing into virtual reality, and not knowing how to live in the real reality. Yes. Yes. So this might be a call for us to, you know, reground everything, bring it back in.
1: I would ask um, you, like, how long, how long will we feel that transit, that moment? Will it be a couple of days?
0: It'll be several days. Yeah, I think several it'll days. be several days because Jupiter's not moving at a clip that, you know, reminds us of, you know, how fast the world is. He, he is moving, um, you know probably a degree or so every week, but so he's going to sit here. The North node is going to clip on. Now the North node doesn't change out of Taurus until July. So this uh, impact could be, you know, stretched out over a couple of weeks, but like any astrology transit of note, and this one I think is of note, it triggers something or catalyzes something within us that then Takes its time to um, play out. Play yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so we don't know how Jupiter like look to where Taurus is in your own personal chart, people. Right. Right. And where's Taurus? What house is it in? Because that's going to tell you the part of your life that this is going to play out in.
1: Yep.
0: Right. Where's that North Node Jupiter connection happening? In my chart, I think it's the eleventh house. So networks and communities and dreams and goals and aspirations and yep. that kind of thing where's Taurus in your chart 12 uh
1: 12 degrees in the fifth house
0: fifth house joy creativity play uh taking time for yourself your mm. children mm. the fun house you have it in the fun house i have
1: it in the fun house <laughs> yeah
0: yeah 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 so no wonder you and i both kind of played out a uh, part of may right in Mm -hmm. vacation times or things like that it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see how that plays out but that's the big news i have just jumping right in and then of course we go to the full moon
1: yeah which is on the third which i love this i always love the sad moon um and i remember that there's something i can i have it right here i even have my charts janet i'm so happy Oh, and hey,
0: I hear that that you are now doing art solar returns for people who I've done readings for.
1: Yes, yes, I am. I love it. Janet does the reading. I break it down into beautiful pictures and it's really, really fun. And it's it's a poster that you keep nearby. Yeah,
0: I love it. I love it. Love it. Love could, it. Um,
1: the full moon is Sag, but there was something about it. Uh, hold on a second. I'm actually looking at my notes, moon, trying Mars, by the mm-hmm. way, Mars was active in that one. Uh, I can't remember why I said, like, I really want to talk about that. And maybe it's because I always feel like the, the Sag with the, the idealism and the hope and the optimism part of it playing out. Um,
0: I bet it was because you noted it was at a T square
1: no i didn't notice that so, so this is the thing let me be really honest about this i don't write the moons i have somebody else who writes our moon articles so i have to go back and reread the chart and it depends uh-huh. how much time i have and all of that no t-square Tell, Let's yeah talk about that. so if you
0: if you look at let me see if i can show this without there we go you can see i drew right in the oh. t-square so what you have the, oh, the, at the yes. point is saturn now and then of course the opposition of the sun and moon which is the very definition of the full moon But it's kind of off a bit, right? It's a little bit displaced. The moon and the sun are at 13 degrees, uh, 18 minutes or something like that, of their respective signs, Gemini and Sag. But Saturn is at seven degrees of Pisces. So it's still, that's five degrees, six degrees. That's still within orb. Yeah. That's still within orb. And um, especially, you know, when you have the weight of the, of the full moon. So it's really pointing at the things that Saturn is teaching us at the moment. Mm -hmm. So we have Sagittarius and Gemini, which is very knowledge oriented and information oriented, communication oriented. Um, I'm just philosophies and beliefs at one end and the changing of those things on the other end. So there's a lot packed into that full moon. Mm. And both sides pointing at Saturn makes me think about where are our fears of change coming Mm. up.
1: Mm. Interesting. Now And now mentioning that uh, Pluto is sextile the moon Mm -hmm. here. So that, I mean, again, dealing with transformation, right?
0: Yep. I lost Pluto. Where's Pluto?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh,
0: there it is. Yeah, well, it's sextile the moon, but barely because it's at zero degrees and the moon is at thirteen. But if you read any of the um, the the more in depth psychological astrologers, they'll say that Pluto's orb is up to fifteen degrees. So interesting. Yeah, because it's so powerful. Uh, so at I was going to say it
1: must be its power. Yeah,
0: its power. Um, I, so I'm not sure that I would say that's a big part of it, but I would definitely say that Saturn plays this role here. And remember, in Pisces, what is he teaching us? Let down the walls. The biggest wall is fear Yeah. to be able to distinguish between the real and the ideal or the real and the not real
1: right very Piscean. <laughs> very
0: Piscean themes right being creative of course and using our imaginations to solve our problems but in practical ways
1: mm-hmm.
0: so using that as a motif then we could think about how much I- misinformation is possibly out there about yeah. anything you can think of in, in anything, right?
1: Absolutely. Oh, I think there's yeah. loads
0: of it. All right. And people's motivations for that information, right? What is the motivation for sharing certain political information or uh, medical information or whatever, right? It, there's always going to be a slant. I think that Gemini Sagittarius axis helps us to flesh that out. What's real for you? What makes sense mm-hmm. for you? What's mm-hmm. your take? on it. We want to know, you know, from your point of view, but everybody should understand that there is no one truth.
1: Right. I agree with that. It's it's all based on perspective and point of view and your history is what creates your perspective and point of view.
0: Yeah. And your history should not be used as a weapon or a reason to stay in victim mode.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well said. Yes. Yeah
0: your history is your history. And yes, yeah, shit happens. <laughs> yep,
1: Yeah, it's about making peace with it,
0: make peace with it and move on the balance point because a T square always needs the balance point. Right? Now there's no planet sitting at the balance point. So we just have to look at okay, the sign on the balance would be Virgo,
1: right?
0: So it would be about, you know, planting your feet firmly on the ground. Practical. Right. Information is all great. Yeah. And watery feeling and compassion is all great. But how do we practically express those things? So this exactly. full moon kind of feeds into all of that. But here's the funny thing. The um moon during this full moon will be at the gate five, which is a oh. gate about routines and habits oh. and traditions, right? The way that we organize our lives. It's It has a Virgo feel to it, but it's oh. a, a Sagittarius gate. But it's it really... also a very Sag
1: feel. Sag, when I think Sagittarius, I think routine.
0: Yep. And, you know, how do we organize ourselves around that and have it be healthy without getting stuck in the pattern?
1: Mm. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Getting stuck in the pattern. So we're breaking up the pattern. When I looked at this in the um, astrological mandala, Uh, which is the Sabian symbols. That's what other people might know this as. It says the great pyramid and the Sphinx. I'm like, okay. So then I was thinking about that and I'm going, well, the great pyramid and the Sphinx are some of the greatest mysteries that we have on this planet. Like we think we know all the facts, right? But then there's this water line that shows up on the Sphinx, right? And nobody's really, I mean, alternative historians will address that mm-hmm. but you know the the regular historians won't address that so we have this idea that you know science has its own slant and what's needed is to make it more rounded so that we have the power of occult knowledge if you will or metaphysical knowledge blended into the scientific to create a story that's coherent mm. It's the power of our spiritual ancestry that that's a part that we've sort of lost. We we packaged it up in religions yeah. and um, made it sort of dogmatic. So this might also ha- be our full moon of addressing the places within us where we have become too dogmatic.
1: Hmm, I think that makes sense for, uh, Sagitt- you know, I'm always trying to like, just keep simplifying it uh, for Sagittarius um, being dogmatic. Is, is 1 of maybe what I would call their shadows. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So that I guess that does make sense. Those those Savian simple symbol- symbols. You really have to think through them. It's good that you have that headspace that you can do that. And,
0: sometimes they make sense and sometimes they don't but in this respect they really did because the the power of human design or astro design i'm calling it because i'm blending both astrology and human design is that we can see the gate five is where this is going to hit us Mm. so it's in the things that we do on autopilot right the things that we believe on autopilot Mm without ever questioning, right? What's the is this a healthy habit that I, I I'm invested in? Is this okay. a routine that's supportive of what I am? What traditions am I holding myself to that I don't mm. even really, you know, resonate with anymore? Right. So it's a big full moon.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. I do love I love the sag moon. I really really do.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And so that's at this personal level, but at the bigger level, we also have to learn how to um address world crises or government crises and things like that with a much more spiritual principle ethics. Ethics is big with um,
1: With Sagittarius. Yep. Yep,
0: Right. So it's, it makes me also think about walking our talk. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. I understand that. And I'm, right now i just went back to jupiter conjunct the north node and the values the simplicity and all that and we'll still be in that energy and here we are having this uh moon full moon that might address world ethics i think mm. that's that you know being our economy is at play on june 1st or you know in that transit right taurian yep. um that's interesting that yeah i mean that let's see what shows up right
0: Well, and isn't it interesting that here in the USA, and I know some of you are listening from other countries, but here in the USA, we have the huge fight for the debt ceiling or debt limit, the whole show
1: up on the first.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, there's this deal that's already in the making and now it's needing to be, you know, fleshed out and whatever else they do, you know, fight about it.
1: I think they vote today and the result will arrive for us in the morning.
0: (laughs) so timely <laughs> so
1: timely. oh that's fascinating
0: so so timely and the whole idea of um fake money i mean we're just making up dollars right mm-hmm. but anyway it's big and it's fun to watch the outer world <laughs> mimicking what's going on with the astrology or the astrology driving um the the things that go on here or so
1: then let's let's continue like that thread of jupiter conjunct north node uh full moon regarding ethics and then on the 4th of june i marked down uh mercury and taurus conjunct uranus and taurus Mm -hmm. so won't we be talking analyzing looking at the economy
0: Maybe so, but we're, you know, Mercury rules the lower mind. So, you know, the mind that we think of as the human, and then Uranus, the higher mind, right? So the higher spiritual mind coming into connection with the lower mind, and it could be spectacular. It could be so creative.
1: That's what I'm saying. We'll be integrating information from the combination of the the jupiter north node and the full moon like it's it's going to be in our awareness somehow. Yeah. That's
0: yep. how I And see it. and again, you know, wherever taurus is in your chart is where this expression of aha uh, I I think of epiphany and aha moments yes. when I see this. Uranus. Now, we're also one day past the the full moon and the full moon is also often a revelatory kind of aspect yes. so what's revealed then in this to us as individuals but also um uh, in the in the grander scheme of things
1: I, i'm saying like let's mark our calendars for the fourth of june yep honestly I think- like take some time to revel in it and figure out what is being revealed to me
0: and the moon is still in sagittarius on the fourth right so we still have the sagittarian moon with us and if we're talking economy, the next day on the 5th, Venus moves into Leo and yes, Venus rules. And Leo, yeah. Yeah. Venus and Leo. And she's going to spend an inordinate amount of time here. Right. Because she's moving into retrograde as we get later into the month of July. Yeah. And she's here until at least October, November, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a lot of Venus and Leo lessons. And um, you know, Leo, it can be like overdone. Yeah, It can be over overgenerous, magnanimous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it should be. It should be interesting because Mars is also in Leo. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm sure that I've lived through this kind of transit before, but I really don't remember it. I'm very interested to see. What this will bring up now that I pay so much attention to astrology, I'm sure everybody's listening feels the same way. Now that you you know so much about astrology, you can watch for and witness and make notes about how these transits affect you. So Mars yep. and and Venus in Leo should sure be interesting.
0: Yes, the last time they were both together in Leo would have been about two years ago. Yeah, oh, because because I
1: can't remember right now. I'd have to sit and like spend time reflecting.
0: Yeah. Well, I know that the day that my son died in July, two years ago, Mars and Venus were in a conjunction in Leo. Wow. And they, I had been watching that build um, from June and that conjunction happened. Now, this time, I don't believe they're going to con- actually conjunct because Mars will, you know, Venus is in the process of slowing down. And uh, they may come close, but Mars has been there already, so he's moving ahead. but that's the last time that the two bodies uh were in the sign of Leo. Mm,
1: mm. interesting for you, huh uh
0: yeah, I've been kind of thinking about well, how do I feel about this like right? Is there some other you know big thing, but you know they're inner planets um. It has to be personalized to to each right. individual and to where, where, where is Leo in your chart, right? Yeah. What's going on in Leo? So we'll see how that plays out. But again, that would have been the last time if you're thinking back, it would be about two years ago when this particular transit happened. Um, now, then, of course, on the 10th, we have Pluto retrograde moving backward into Capricorn. Mm-hmm. And we've already talked all about that. So the very next day after that, Mercury moves into Gemini, a sign he loves. He loves Mercury. I mean, Mercury loves Gemini.
1: Mercury loves Gemini. Yes. Gives me
0: an idea for a TV show. Mercury loves Gemini. (laughs) Remember, Joni loves (laughs) Chachi. (laughs) Mercury loves Gemini. That's
1: funny. That's funny. Yeah. So um, Mercury in Gemini and we have those busy brains again right? Talkative, yep. um, learning and urge to learn and educate again, I would think, right? And
0: sh- Yeah, absolutely. And share. Um, funny thing though, Mercury then immediately moves into a trine with Pluto. Mm. So are we sharing transformative, life-changing information uh, during uh, at least that day? But of course, it, it starts the transit that way. So right. it, it is the potential for the expression. And Venus that day is square Jupiter. So (sighs) Venus squaring (laughs) Jupiter is usually not that, you know, like squares are usually very challenging, but now we have the two benefic planets coming together in a square. And it really makes me think about overdoing things. um,
1: Sure. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. And with the weight of Pluto moving back to Capricorn, uh, Mercury moving into Gemini. Are we seeing a fight breaking out in the whole idea of the economy? And mm. oh, yeah. okay, that,
1: yeah. okay, just, just for reference, that's around the 12th, uh huh. Yeah, hmm, interesting. Yep. I, I mean, I can see how I would agree with that analysis for sure. Uh,
0: well, especially as especially with the moon moving into Aries late that day. Uh, or early that yeah. day very early my time 6:21 yeah. a.m. so what's that 9:21 for those of you on the east coast and aries you know is mars territory kind of light the match to something
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I, hmm. so i i i'm i'm a little iffy on that the no, whole idea red of red
1: day on the calendar
0: it, it's green on mine really? but i don't know if that's because my personal day it looks really good but um, i don't know anyway i would just be watchful the potential is stellar right the potential is very transformative yeah. but um you know given the political climate that we have right now mm-hmm. and the, the 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 potential for some people on far right and far left to sort of sink things that are trying to get forward i don't yeah. know
1: but, you know it's a moment in time so it is you know we just we keep moving forward for the next great transit
0: <laughs> it's a process right and the process is such now this makes begs a question uh, begs a little bit more um detail on Aquarian energy just for a second I'm going to go take a little sure. side trip here yep. so I was reading a really you know interesting article about um Aquarian energy and <laughs> i don't know who said this the quote wasn't from an astrologer it was an astrologer quoting someone back in history um saying you know about aquarius that they have this love for humanity it's the people i can't stand so that is so aquarian right to be so quirky as to really see the highest and best for humanity but all you people suck yep (laughs)
1: That, that actually just felt like my daughter said that. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's, yep. That's yep. Awesome. Yep. Humanity. Yay. But you get out of that's my
1: stuck.
0: face. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, we have to keep that in mind too, as you know, time goes on. Yes. It's going to be about humanity, but I feel like the power isn't going to be in humanity. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in the groups of people that come together to forward ideas. Um, uh, what we now call like grassroots movements and things like yeah, that.
1: I, I think you're right about that. And I've been paying attention to a lot of, I'll call those grassroots uh, that are forming and, and I'm seeing, I, I just had a conversation with somebody yesterday who's headed to Guatemala for a couple of months to learn hmm. how to build houses out of trash to help people who are poor. Yeah. To help that's, people who are that's poor cool. she wants to bring it over and help Costa Rica. Like, i was i was blown away uh like i said wow how humanitarian that is the most beautiful thing i've heard yeah and and there are people and she's just one of several that i've been reading about who are doing amazing things with their lives to help the world yeah
0: yeah amazing things can come from grassroots types of movements um but i think what we're really seeing is like even in our in our own government think about the power that uh, what was it when Kevin McCarthy was being voted on to become the speaker of the house and how how delicate an operation that was because he had this whole group of people on his uh, I guess you'd say it was on the right I think and they wanted certain things and he had to make concessions in order to get there so we have this real opportunity for diplomacy and for working together for the common good, as long as people don't get so caught in their agendas, right? You know, we have, we're have we serving a bigger population here. So what does that mean? It means that the things that we do have to benefit the people, like building homes for people who can't afford them.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so anyway, said. huge said. thing.
1: Nice segue. <laughs>
0: into what tell me what you want to talk about next
1: um that was the 12th and honestly for me I went right into the moon on the 18th the new moon in Gemini everybody have a party
0: have party in the Gemini
1: we call that effective evaluation in the energy almanac I do want to share this really quickly this is the um illustration for uh, June uh-huh. I, just, I just love the little tree doing upward dog. Downward dog?
0: Upward, upward facing? This is upward. Upward facing dog.
1: Yeah. But the moon the moon is called effective evaluation. This, this moon is at uh, 26 Gemini on the 18th. And I mean, Gemini, we're talking. Uh, I don't actually know what all the extra transits are unless I look at my little chart and do a quick study of it.
0: I, I drew up the chart. So, uh, but I also wanted to, to point out that before the full, the, before the new moon that day, Saturn turns retrograde.
1: Oh yes, that's right. I meant to mention that. Sorry. You're right. Yeah.
0: So actually in my almanac or in my chart here, um, the new moon is on the 17th because it's at 9:37 PM. So for the West coast, Alaska, Hawaii, all of those people, You, we're all experiencing the new moon on the 17th, but everybody basically from the East Coast further, oh, actually central time and mountain time will also experience it on the 17th and everybody further from the East Coast East will experience it on the 18th. And that's just yep. because of the time, the timing right. of the moon, but Saturn turns retrograde on the 17th at... Yep. 8 56 a.m. my time. So eleven fifty-six a.m. for those of you on the east coast. Yep. And that's huge because Saturn, when he's retrograde, takes us on an inward journey of of strengthening our cores, if you will. Yes. Our core. Right. So it's it's funny. That's just funny with da- with upward-facing dog because a lot of that is core strength. <laughs> That's
1: oh, see, look at how you just relate these things. That's amazing.
0: It's just like, oh yeah, okay. We're 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 strengthening our core.
1: That's just Gemini Mine. Yeah. Um, so again, the summer retrograde season is upon us, right? Correct. Have, later we'll have Neptune going retrograde on the 30th. But yeah, the the Saturn retro retrograde in Pisces. Like, I am curious about this one.
0: Does it bring
1: us to questioning ourselves, our vision questioning our vision or strengthening the foundation of our goals and dreams? Do we look at our spiritual practices and ask, you know, how are we doing with that? 2023 is, you know, your answers are within.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh the whole thing is go in for answers. So um I, I'm yeah,
0: it's go in for answers, and it's also about so remember that Saturn in Pisces' purpose is to bring down the walls that divide us, yep. and those walls, in you know, literal sometimes, but also fear within us. So yep. when Saturn turns retrograde, now we're looking within, and where are the places that we have feared to tread?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. What have we been afraid to let go of?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What have we been afraid to move forward to? So we have some very interesting back and forth energy that we're going to be working with or inward facing energy. (laughs) It's funny because upward dog, you know, you're looking up at the sky. (laughs) yeah. Um, And Saturn is kind of, you know, taking us on that inward trek. And then we started this about the new moon that day is a gypsy emerging from the forest wherein her tribe is encamped unpack that one right so gypsies transient transient they move around right they they never stay in one place and it when we're talking about a new moon it's the potential for something new right the the new the possible the opening the beginning of something and is it that we're moving into a higher state of consciousness, but this is a transition state that we're in, in this moon, right? We're not there. We haven't really grasped to that, uh, higher consciousness yet, but we're really aware that we can't stay back in the old consciousness.
1: So wait, now you're taking this from the Sabian symbol based off the, the gypsy. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So. I don't know if I can even follow the entire thread that my brain just made. So I'm tying it to Saturn and Pisces where we're going in, we're, we're releasing fear and Gemini moon. What are we learning about ourselves? What can we learn? What are we
0: talking our, about?
1: Be talking about, about our fear. I'm wondering if that's all going to tie in together and now we get to create a new pathway, you know, new moon, new pathway, initiating, a new version of ourselves under a new understanding hmm. mm-hmm. that's a lot though
0: right it really does point to the mind though
1: it does right yeah.
0: gemini the mind and how powerful our minds are in convincing us that we are not as good as we are right or that we need to do more uh, or that um you know but, getting us caught up in old things
1: but that ties in with the fear of saturn and pisces
0: Correct. So now we have the possibility with the mind to elevate it,
1: right.
0: to, to raise the frequency to raise the consciousness, and see ourselves from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, The keyword, you know how in, in the astrological mandala, he often comes up with the keyword. And, and to be honest, I can't see how this actually plays out. But the word he comes up with is repolarization. Oh. And yeah i I don't know. I have maybe it's because polarizing has been such a thing in this in this world, in this country um that I, I'm not sure what he how how he's bringing polarizing energy to play in a positive way. Everything else seems positive, but repolarization ugh, I don't know. Um, except to say that one way that we could repolarize without being polarized polarizing is to come back to a balance of heaven and earth, right? Or spiritual and physical or higher self ego self
1: Two new polar points, no matter what. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was on the thread of thinking like um, joy and happiness are, or joy and bliss are two ideas that are similar, but at the same time they have different flavors. Does that make them polar? I don't know, but Mm he does that sabian symbol stuff
0: wow yeah it's pretty powerful so then we go to human design and we look at what gate is this going to be in and here's where i think we get some a glimmer and that's because it's at the gate 11 which is a gate that is about the light right in its highest expression in the gene keys it's light in its lowest expression it's obscurity But I love this gate because in Gene Keys, Richard Rudd says that if even there's a pinpoint of light and we focus on the light, it will obliterate the dark. So it's about what are we focusing on?
1: Yeah. And you wrote that in our book. Um, I remember I highlighted that. Oh, good for me. You, I literally highlighted that this week's shadow calls us to focus on the light and not the dark, and then you had an entire paragraph about that. I I always go through and highlight um, the gift and shadow along with key as- astrology. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, yeah.
0: Beautiful. So the eleven is very powerful that way, and you know it's real easy for for us as individuals when something bad or negative happens in our life or or even in the world that we look at the news cycle, right? They just focus so much on. What's that saying? If it bleeds, it leads or something like that. Yes. They, they, they focus the attention and the information all on the negative. Yeah. Very rarely are we hearing about, oh, these great ideas that people have for solving homelessness or solving the trash problem, like your your, your housing lady there. They, you know, So we have to learn individually then to focus on the light. Because yeah. if you focus where everybody, where they are trying to take us is on the dark, which holds us to that lower frame of mind. And this is our opportunity to move to the higher frame of mind.
1: I love that. I love that. And uh, the the following week, you said um, new seeds take time to grow. Like, and you know, I almost feel like it's almost like trust the darkness when you plant your seed in the soil it's dark and you can trust the darkness to some degree but know that you know there's light on the other side i don't know just just really cool i loved what you wrote this month
0: nice thank you um when we get to the new moon the new moon is also right across from the galactic center
1: oh what does that mean
0: so the galactic center is the point at which new energy is emitted to this planet not just this planet to this whole solar system but the galactic center is the source of those cosmic rays that have a mutative effect on the planet, mm. right? As well as other, you know, things that are happening out there, like you know, supernovas and things like that. They emit, um, but the neutrino stream essentially is coming out of that galactic center, and it's the neutrinos that have the mutative effect on humans and on life in general. And then um, with it in opposition to the new moon is that we're taking in mutative energy. We're taking in potential. We're taking in possibilities. And if we can focus those possibilities on the light or we can focus on the light of those things, we can bring them into something new, bring them into reality.
1: Which kind of makes for a really healing sort of moon I mean, you don't typically think of Gemini as being a healing type thing, but, you know, with the Gemini and the Saturn retrograde and Pisces, you know, we're talking about addressing fear and looking at it, but coming out of it with uh, new, new light, new, you're talking about it being transformative. Like, so maybe we could really heal something here if we really choose to work it.
0: Yeah, well, Gemini is an idea sign. Right, And one of the other things about gate 11 is in it's filled with ideas. Mm. And, you know, mm. we, everybody, everybody has a gate 11. But those of us who have gate 11 defined, we don't just have a dipper full of ideas for this lifetime. We have the whole freaking ocean full of ideas. Oh. So we have this pool of potential Um through which our minds can be bringing in a la the galactic center new, maybe, uh, out of the ordinary, out of the box thinking, mm. uh, and ideas that become possibilities and what's Gemini do with it. It communicates that it mm-hmm. shares that shares with it. others. And, you know, starts this, um, moment of, you know, sharing that takes out word um through the world
1: yes speaking it into reality speaking is the first step right
0: right 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 so i think that new moon is pretty stellar it does have a square to neptune which means that we're also going to have to follow our intuition pretty powerfully toward those ideas that make sense Mm. those ideas that you know are for us to take forward because you know We're getting ideas all the time but they're not all for us to take action on right so we'll have to use our intuition pretty much on what it is that we're meant to take action on and then there is a sextile to eris now i've also been doing a deep dive into eris
1: oh
0: i'm not sure i'm ready to share all that yet except to say she is the spiritual warrior she is the feminine mars in fact eris and mars brother and sister oh so if we think of them as brother and sister he's the masculine action in the world that's very much more uh slanted toward the aggressive and she's the feminine warrior that's very her actions are very much more assertive right not aggressive but not shy and and holding back either but she uses where he's using raw masculine power she's using wisdom and might. So <laughs> it's an interesting thing to have with it. the new moon, right? And, that, and
1: you said she's in, is she conjunct? What was her position?
0: She is in a sextile. A to sextile. The new moon.
1: Oh, nice. Very yeah. nice. Okay, Yeah.
0: So she's still at the end of Aries, right? Yeah. So she's bringing oh. some new action, boldly yeah. pioneering kind of things. And uh in with the new moon, are we able to take those ideas and act boldly and be wise about those things that we take action on. Yeah. So anyway, cool stuff.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a lot packed into one moon and we're running out of time. We have five minutes.
0: (laughs) I know five minutes. So let's pick and choose. What do you want to go to next?
1: Uh, I think we ought to just mention that uh, on the 26th, Mercury goes into cancer. Um, you know some subtle communication happening for us probably um,
0: emotional emotional
1: for sure and verbalizing our emotion no doubt of course we mentioned briefly the retrograde neptune uh goes retrograde on the 30th yep uh, those are the, but, the big ones that i would want to mention of course the solstice the 21st
0: right like yes. everybody should
1: honor that right
0: indeed The day after that, on the 22nd, Jupiter changes the gate he is sitting at. He's been sitting at 27, the nurturing gate, right? Where we're learning to become accountable for our own nurturing and helping teaching others how to be accountable for their own nurturing. Then he moves into the gate 24 and the 24 is about rationalization. Um, It is what we call a gratitude gate it's really about tapping in rather than rationalizing why things have happened look more to the look more to the blessings that have occurred because of the experiences that you've had so jupiter will have us focusing more on that gratitude the blessings the being rational but not rationalizing, which rationalizing sometimes leads us to compromise ourselves. Mm. We'll rationalize why why that program isn't working the way it should work instead of looking at what is the actions or non-actions that uh, on our part that have led us to not have the result that we wanted. So it's pretty complex. And that shift is moving us up into the ajna, which is the brain, the analyzing, criticizing part. So we'll, We'll have to talk more about that at some point. And then the very next day after that, the nodes shift. And in human design, the nodes shift about every three to three and a half months. And they're shifting into uh, an area of innovation. Mm. But the South Node is shifting into corruption. Ooh. Yeah. Now, this is not corruption like we think of, you know, you know, shysters out there in the world, this is corruption, like when your computer software misreads the code, yeah, sure. right? It's a misreading of the code. So what we're going to have to learn to um, do with Jupiter is to to focus on the innovation, but also see where we have misinterpreted things. Mm. And, and again, a whole nother conversation that we could have about that. um the day that Neptune turns retrograde, which is on the 30th, is also the day that Mercury conjuncts the sun, representing the halfway point in the Mercury cycle. That means we're halfway to the next retrograde. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so. So much. <laughs> so
1: much. I know. Uh, um, intuitive impressions and expressions is what we called it in the Energy Almanac, um, probably due to some of the. The cancer energy, the Piscean energy that's going on this month. Yeah, um, plenty to look forward to, especially the moons. Just the the Sag and Gemini moons, I think, are really exciting. I don't know.
0: Um, I like them. I do. Well, I'm a Gemini, so of course I like them.
1: And and I'm a Sag rising, so of course. Of I
0: course, am. you like them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to share with people how I thought about this. This is how I take notes on the conversations with Janet and I, this is one to 31. I write the transits and keywords that we speak. And then I put this onto my actual calendar, um, so that I can be fully aware of what's going on and when I also spend some time thinking, just literally thinking, not meditating, thinking about how this might affect me. Um, meditation is for a whole other thing sometimes with me. (laughs)
0: Wait, um, but don't you have a defined Ashna?
1: I don't know. You tell me.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't have your chart in front yeah, of me. But if you, if you either. do, you're designed as a thinker. So it's totally supportive of you. Yeah, anybody out there who has an Ashna defined has to think.
1: I also want to just really quickly make an offer. I do still have some 2023 almanacs left, and I am at the point that I'm going to put them on sale for anybody who's watching this show. And you're like, my friend's going to love this book. Um, hmm. You can email me, tam at com, and I will sell you this for $25 plus shipping. And shipping and media mail is media mails, $5. So basically, it'd be $30. And you can have this book for a gift for a friend. Um, there is still, what, 25 weeks left that you can um, get all the predictions, all the moons, all the human design that, that Janet wrote. So all share this good with stuff. your friends
0: share it with your friends i put that up on the screen so oh i put it up on facebook so let's show it from there we go on youtube i think we have more people on youtube and you actually shared yours to your youtube channel this morning so there everybody can see that now and thanks tam that's a great offer and literally these books get used yeah
1: they do they really do
0: they're meant to be used right they're meant to be used All right. Well, that is it from us this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being here, Tam. Uh, Let's take a quick look for July. We will actually be together again in June. Uh, Oh, hey, I can look at this calendar without trying to do that. June 28th. Yay. We'll be talking about July, which should be an interesting month with Venus turning retrograde and the North Node shifting into Aries Libra.
1: (sighs) Big month. We get a lot Big of work month. to do collectively this year. That's how I say it.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's a great mm-hmm. way to look at it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.
1: I Bye. Love you. Bye-bye.
0: Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom mondays and fridays at 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern podcasts are available on spotify itunes google play and your other favorite outlets